Her Business Radio, episode six. Mickey Caparelli here with Jade, the Matador Mitchell, and the classy one, Ben Damon. How are we? Good, thanks, Mickey. Yeah, very well. Thank you, Mickey. I'm excited, obviously, about a massive uh, event that is happening in Las Vegas this Sunday, Australian time. And uh, I'll be heading over to Vegas uh, in the early hours of tomorrow morning. So probably while you're putting this together. And um, yeah, obviously, uh, extremely exciting for all of us. We're going to talk about that fight, Jeff Horn against Terence Crawford, plenty, no doubt, in this episode. Yeah, and for those listening, it will be on Fox Sports pay-per-view, correct? It is, yeah. It's on uh, main event, so uh, you can book it via main event television's uh, usual website and channels, but it will be broadcast on Channel 507 behind a paywall, and that's because the UFC is on at the same time. 10 a.m. Eastern, it'll come on, and Horn probably about 12 or 12.30 is the expectation. And uh, there's also various other bits and pieces of programming that will take place in the 24 hours or so before that fight, including 8.30 p.m. the night before. There's a half-hour special that I uh, hosted alongside Jeff and Glenn and Barry Michael and uh, Johnny Lewis as well, and that'll be uh, broadcast on 5.07, then again throughout the morning. So uh, plenty of uh, preview action before the big fight. Great. Looking forward to it. And we've also had a lot happening in the last week and a bit. Had yeah. uh, Caparello Broadhurst and you know Brubaker Nurse reviewing that and uh, Cambosa's training again with Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, Jay, did you get to the fights in Melbourne? I was meant to be there the on the, uh, doing commentary, but um, I didn't make it up. It's just too much going on with training at the moment, and uh, I just had to be up way too early in the morning, so I missed it. But I did. Um, I did tune in uh, via Epicenter, and man, who that? Who would have yep. picked that? I know. I wrote in my prediction for Oz Boxing, uh, pretty much uh, any outcome here would not surprise, but I think Caparello wins on points. And that outcome there, that did surprise. I did not see Blake Caparello dropping Trent Broadhurst three times in the first round and winning in completely dominant fashion. Um, I've spoken to both of them since, and Trent uh, said he was just at the weight uh, he had no resistance left, and he said if he is going to continue after what's happened there, then he'll have to move up in weight uh, because he, he just can't get back down to light heavyweight and take his strength and his chin into his fights. And we saw that. Um, he's been so tough, and he's been in some really strong fights, but that was not the uh, Trent Broadhurst of old there. And Blake Caparello, uh, to his credit, he, he was just outstanding. He was yeah, so well, brutal, so Blake, aggressive. Blake, Blake has stopped the last four of his last five wins, hasn't he? So maybe he's found some power late in his career. I I don't know. But it it really looked like Trent's resistance is just not there at all because they weren't murderous punches at all. But um, just goes to show you, boxing can be such a cruel sport. Like I felt so bad for Trent and also felt felt great for for Blake. It was a huge huge win for Blake. But um, be interesting to see how Trent bounces back from this. Um, I've... yeah, well, and, and if he bounces back, because a loss like that, particularly uh, coming off another first-round stoppage against Bivol, uh, admittedly a, a superstar internationally, but a couple of those back-to-back, and um, he would be well within his rights to call it a day. And if he does so, then um, I don't think anyone would begrudge him that. But he did say maybe he goes up in weight and has another go. So we'll, we'll wait and see, but um, it does well, The cruiserweight division's full of killers, though, so I don't know. Oh, it's... Yeah. Uh... Another tough move there. So I know, yeah, it is tough. Um, whatever happens um, from here for him is going to be difficult going up in weight. It, it, 
may make him stronger. But yeah, you're right, Mickey. There's some um, some strong men uh, in that division, no doubt at all. But what happens with Blake Caparello now? Um, he's obviously back in the mix after a win like that. It's uh, oh, very so good on his record. I was gonna, just going to go back. I was just going to go back to um, uh, Trent's future again. There's such a big gap between the light heavyweight division and the cruiserweight division. Naturally, what, what's he going to walk around as, uh, as a cruiserweight? Because those guys are getting back in the ring rehydrated at upwards of 100 kilos. Um, there's a massive, massive size. No, he walks around about 88 kilos, I believe. And, um, yeah, that's, that's very true, Jade. Like, he'd, he'd be giving away a great deal of size if he does go up and if he fights some of those Eastern Europeans and the like. So, yeah, there's some, uh, mm-hmm. some queries for him, no doubt. Yeah, we've got the World Boxer Super Series final coming up as well. So there's, you know, there's a lot happening there and a lot of, you know, killers in that division. So, who, yeah, good luck to him if we, he does decide to move up. But um, I was going to say, who are we picking for the Cruiserweight Super Series? I'd have to go Usyk, right? He just looks the, yeah. he just looks the goods. He does. He looks like a beast, no doubt at all. Um, yeah, he'd, he'd be the the favourite uh, heading along to there. And uh, and then uh, what, yeah, and what's going date. on with the uh, super middleweight super series? George Groves and um, and Smith, that's that's going ahead, isn't it? Yeah, there was uh, a lot of speculation given the injury to George Groves in his uh, most recent fight against Chris Eubank Jr. that uh, perhaps there'd be someone else stepping in. Uh, perhaps it would even be Eubank who would come along and take a place in the final. But George Groves is going to line up. Um, he's been cleared medically. It's going to be awesome. Uh, to fight in the final, which is good news for the tournament. Yeah, hopefully we get him, you know, fully 100% fit though. And, you know, he's not carrying the injury into the fight. And we do get to see the best of George Groves because that is a great fight, him and Callum Smith. You know, a real good domestic, you know, showdown. Also, since we last uh, recorded an episode, um, Jack Brubaker against uh, Tyrone Nurse took place in Sydney. I got to call those fights um, alongside uh, Ben Saver and uh, Kyron Dryden in the co-main event as well. I don't know if you fellas uh, got a chance to have a look at the action there, but um, an outstanding performance from Saver, who was brutal against Kyron Dryden and won by uh, a pretty wide points decision, dropped him, uh, Dryden lost a point as well. And then in the main event, uh, I don't know what you made. We've been copping a lot of flack for that internationally, with, uh, uh, the there. judging there, and um, it's it's a bit of a worry. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, I love Brubeck. I'm, I get along quite well with Jack, but um, going into that last round, there, even you guys in commentary were saying pretty well, saying he needed a knockout to win the fight. I, myself personally, I think I had Nurse winning the fight. Um, I, I watched it again because. I wasn't scoring it as I go through. I'm watching someone, I'm watching a mate, someone that I really like in a fight. That's all I'm fixated on. Um, but, yeah, it's it's certainly something that's got to be addressed, the judging. Carly Mean made a great point on, I think it was Fight Callout. He said, you know, if you, we want to get these, you know, these big promotions, these big fighters to come down here and stuff, but you don't want to get a reputation of being kind of like what Germany has become where fighters coming here know they have to, score a knockout to win. So, yeah, it is something to be concerned about because, you know, we do want the sport to go over here and have these you know, big cards. What was your thoughts sitting there close ringside, Ben, as you'll call on the action? Yeah, well, as I said in commentary, I had uh, Nurse pretty clear at that stage of the fight. Um, I did watch it back. Um, you know, oh, th- no doubt without, at all that the harder and the cleaner punches were from Jack Brubaker. He hurt Nurse twice during that fight. But... 
Overall, I just thought that um, Nurse, and, and he does look good because he's got such great head movement and you do get excited by that, particularly in commentary. But he was, while not punching with a great deal of power, he was uh, scoring pretty well on Jack Brubaker. And I thought that he had done uh, more than enough to get away with a decision. But uh, just like you, uh, I was very happy for Jack. I really like him. And uh, it, it's great to see him get through and um, you know fight on to bigger and better things. But... Yeah, it it did have a, a bit of a nasty taste. Yeah. I, I didn't. Well, think now he's got the winner um, of the uh, Callian the result in that and uh, Chris George. Well, that's it was supposed to be the um, Commonwealth Eliminator, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. If it turns out that way, that uh, he takes on the winner of of that. If whoever uh, wins there decides to hang on to the belt, uh, or if the fight can be made, then yeah, that's a really good fight for. For Brubaker, no doubt, but um, if it is Chris George who goes through, there's a rematch there that we'd all like to see. If it is uh, Kelly, who's a, a very, very strong favourite against Chris George, then it's a very difficult fight for Brubaker and probably one that he'd have to travel to the UK for. So let's just see how it all plays out. But certainly um, it's a win that he desperately needed, uh, Jack, at this stage of his career. And um, congratulations to him. On doing so, despite the controversy around it, you can't blame him. He did his best and he fought hard and uh, he got the scores. So, um, yeah, despite uh, being disappointed for Tyrone Nurse, who handled himself impeccably over here. Um, oh, he yeah, really did handle he, himself well. Jack and Yossi, no anyone doubt. who has anything ill to say about Brubacker, he did. He fought his ass off. He's got nothing to do with judging a fight. He just got in there and did his job. Oh, he had him. He had him hurt a few times. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great performance by Brubaker. Yeah, I think the first time he buzzed him really bad. Or like still a couple of minutes to go. It looked like he was. I don't know. It looked like he was going to even get the stoppage. But yeah, know, it did he for a moment. But he covered yeah. up well, didn't he, um, uh, Nurse? And he, he got out of that round, and uh, he, he fought back in the next. So yeah, an, an impressive performance. Uh, well, now. Now um, Sava throws his hat in the ring as well. It'd be great to even see Sava versus Brubaker, um, Sava versus George as well. Sava's proved himself to be the real deal. He's a hell of a fighter, brilliant boxer. Uh, showed some power in that fight too. Uh, Sava, Sava's one to watch in the welterweight division, that's for sure. Yeah, he was outstanding against Kyron Dryden. Um, there were plenty who were saying that Dryden was going to knock him out, that he was too powerful and too strong. But Sava was, um, he was extremely confident and... He boxed brilliantly, dropped him and um, used his length well. Got suckered into a fight on occasion during that bout, but um, really he had it all over Kyron Dryden and um, he he managed to really make a statement. As you say, he's shown himself to be a force in the welterweight division in Australia and it's such a strong division as well and there's so many likeable uh, characters in it. So who knows, maybe we see a tournament at welterweight at some point because there's enough good names and enough personalities to make it so. A tournament at Welterweight will actually be a, a boxing fan's wet dream because there are so many huge names in there and so many – but I just don't see that happening because there's so many vested interests and to get all the big names to, to agree to it would be amazing if it happened, but hard to see that happening, I, re- I would think. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But, um, yeah, it, it would be difficult, no doubt. And these tournaments are always extremely difficult to – to make, but if there can be uh, TV and, and money invested, then who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, that's that's all we need is TV and money. And I'll tell you what, um, they're doing a brilliant job up at the start. The production that Epicenter is doing up there and uh, the job that they're doing, the shows they're putting on, the fights they're putting on, 
Um, they're doing a brilliant job. Hopefully, hopefully TV does jump back on board because the the, sh- the shows they're putting on they're world class. Well, I can tell you that TV uh, is going to be jumping on board for a show that is coming up uh, in the not too distant future because uh, we've discussed it previously that Billy Dib will be fighting against Tevin Farmer for a legitimate world title in Sydney. It's now August the third. It'll take place. Uh, in Sydney at the Australian Technology Park, which is at Everly uh, Redfern in Sydney. And on August 3 or Friday night, that is going to be live on Fox Sports. So um, that is very good news that these sorts of fights can find their way onto television. And um, pleasingly, I'll be uh, hosting and calling uh, the fights that night as well. Awesome news. How do you rate Billy's chances in that? Oh, he's an underdog, no doubt. But... Um, He's not up against a huge uh, puncher by any means, so he'll go in there with the confidence of being able to wind back the clock and, and box and get away with victory. And what he will have on his side is all that home ground uh, support and the momentum of uh, where he's been in his life and his career. He'll be inspired and he'll be leaving it all there in the ring. And, um, yeah, hopefully he can uh, recapture some of that form that we saw him uh, win world titles with because uh, it would be a massive victory if he could uh, get home against Tevin Farmer and have another world title around his waist. Yeah, it will be great indeed. We'll have two world champions come out of Australia at the same time, which will be great to see. Yeah, look, I think um, yeah, this is Billy's last roll of the dice. He's got, um, he's got everything to gain. He's got nothing to lose and... Uh, hopefully it's a good show here on home soil and uh, like you just said TV's on board so hopefully it's a great stacked undercard as well and we put on a show for the Australian public and we can continue to get TV Yeah there'll be a good um, undercard no doubt Uh, Brock Jarvis will be fighting on the undercard and uh, the the co-feature is going to be uh, Tim Zoo fighting for an Australian title against Sam Colomban. So that will be exciting. Uh, we've been talking about that fight hopefully being made and uh, the way it's turned out, uh, that fight is going to end up on this card. It was originally going to be on a 4th of July show back at the Star, but um, that Johnny Lewis Boxing Series event uh, won't be taking place. The next of those will be in October. So uh, the undercard sort of comes from that show onto this show. They've been working together and uh, so we'll see. Awesome. Uh, That's Zoo awesome. Fighting for an Such a perfect title. fight for Zoo at this stage of his career. Uh, Sam Columban for mine is the gatekeeper to bigger and better things in the junior middleweight division in Australia. And Sam, there's no quitting Sam at all. He will be all over Zoo like a rash from the word go. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if Zoo has the power to, to keep Columban at bay. Because we... we, we Oops, sorry. I was going to say we saw what happened with Columban with Jeff Horn, but Jeff Horn, he's got uh, he's got some sort of power, that's for sure. The, the way the way he put Columban's lights out, no one's ever done that. But uh, Columban keeps everyone honest, and um, I think he's still got a bit left in the tank too. Yeah, what's really impressive with Tim Zoo is just how fast he's being brought along. You know, he's, he's always it's it's rare to see someone at his level his amount of fights fighting people with such winning records and, and challenging tough fights. So it, it's good to see he's, he's being sort of uh, matchmaked uh, in, a, in a very sort of smart way where he can learn from each fight rather than just, you know, bring someone down from overseas and just put him away in a couple of rounds. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, they're hoping after, if, if he gets through this Australian title fight, then uh, as we've discussed previously, they'd like to fight for the Commonwealth title, which is held by, 
Michael Zarafa, who, of course, we saw beat uh, Wade Ryan via points uh, on the um, Caparello Broadhurst uh, undercard the other night. WBA Oceana, and I think they're looking to get uh, a top 15 WBA rating with Zarafa, um, which which a lot of lot of Aussies have gotten into the ratings with withholding that belt. It's like the new PABA. So uh, yeah, it was it was a good fight. I thought it was a great performance by Zarafa. There was no real surprises there there for me. I thought he would um, have too much for Wade as far as boxing skill and speed and everything went, but. Man, Wade Wade is just country tough. Like he's he's hard as nails, and um, he's not afraid to sit in the pocket and just let big shots go. He's he's, he's prepared to get he's prepared to take one, take two to give one. He's just a hard bastard. I, I really enjoy watching Wade fight. But of course, you know the top level, you, you can't take two to give one. You got to be a bit more. Uh... One hundred percent, and that's why I think Zarafa's class shone through, and he did beat Wade rather, rather convincingly. Um, he pretty well won every round uh, of the fight. And what's the plan for Zarafa now, Jade? Did you uh, have a chance to speak with him after the fight? Where are they going? Are they are they going to look overseas or look well, for um, bigger? That's what they, that's what they say. Now, but if looking overseas, gonna you're going to get the offers for the fights overseas. So he's got to get that world rating. So he's got a, da- a carrot to dangle, and he's got to be able to um, he's got to be able to still be able to pick the right fights. I I think I think for him. The best fight possible is if Tim Zoo gets past Sam Columban. I think Zarafa versus Zoo is the biggest fight at junior middleweight um, in in Australia to be made. Uh, apart, we've got Dennis Hogan leading the way at uh, at junior middle, but I think I think the best fight for him, as far as being a bit more of a draw in Australia for people to really know who Zarafa is, it's to have a big name like like Zoo. Um, there, I reckon he's mad if he doesn't take that fight. It's a great fight. Yeah, hopefully that fight can be made. It is a good fight. Um, an all Australian match. He's established an emerging star in Zoo and someone who's been around and uh, is sort of at the next level. He's established, no doubt. So yeah, that would be a really good fight. No, well, made. yeah, like, really like, doesn't appear like to be any said, looking for looking for bigger opponents. You've either got to be pick to fight someone and you're not going to do you're not doing anyone any favor that no one's going to do you any favors and we just don't have the the finances to get um to get top rated fighters here so that's where that's where a lot of Aussies fall short and that's where a lot of guys come come to fight for a world title and they haven't been able to get that level of competition because we just can't afford it in this country so it makes perfect sense. I think the fight should happen. I really strongly suggest Zarafa takes that fight. Perfect fight. As you said, it's an up-and-comer. And Zarafa, who's established, but he's still on the chase himself, he's only 26 years old. And what's Zoo? Zoo's 23? 22, 23? Yeah. Yeah, it's super exciting fight. I love it. So hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully that is what happens. At what point do you think Zoo would need to sort of go overseas and start looking for fights over there because, you know, it is good to sort of clear out your neighbourhood, but, you you know, it really is important to get some sparring overseas and, and, and try and, you know, establish yourself over there too. 
Yeah, well, there are plans for him to have his first international fight um, before the end of this year. That'll be in Russia, though, um, with his dad obviously uh, being heavily involved in the promotion of that. But he's only had nine fights um, and he's only been a professional since uh, December of 2016. So, you know, he's got plenty of time and they have brought him along quick, smart. He's stopped seven of his opponents. He's getting that power going. Um, they're getting stronger as he goes. So an Australian title and a Commonwealth title in his next two fights, if, if or fighting for them, if everything goes according to plan at least, uh, yeah, they'll no doubt uh, look to get him into bigger markets. And he um, has said in interviews with me, he's got some, you know, really big names that he'd like to fight. So if he can get through these two and he'll be an outsider, no doubt, against Michael Zarafa, then he would like to go sort of to the next level in and around uh, this division and fight the likes of Austin Trouts and and those sorts of names and, you know, make himself a, a name in America off the back of his dad's name. But he's got a bit to do before that. He's, he's only had the nine fights. So we'll see how the rest of 2018 plays out for him. I spoke with him a while ago, and one fight he did say was actually his dream fight would be uh, Chavez Jr. Yeah, well, with the names, it makes so much sense. So uh, I, I think it would be quite difficult at the weights at the moment um, yeah. with Chavez Jr. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you never know what, what could happen. Um, and I think there was some talk that uh, Chavez is uh, a chance of signing with Eddie Hearn for his American project. And who knows, maybe maybe Tim can find his way over to the States and fight on one of those sorts of shows and it can be made down the track. But, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a while between now and, and that fight ever taking place. Yeah, of course, of course. And, of course, you know, Chavez kind of stunk the place up against Canelo. So I guess he has to kind of work his way back as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he does sign a three-fight deal with the new Hearn project in the US, then it's a great way for him to fight his way back into um, – some wins and and get his name back in the good books because, yeah, obviously uh, he didn't look like he was in that Canelo fight to win and uh, didn't impress too many. Not at all. Speaking of the the zone thing, uh, is there any word of that being available in Australia at all? Uh, There hasn't been any discussion around that. I don't think anyone really knows how it's going to work. It's a bit like the ESPN Plus thing. Like, um, yeah, yeah, they haven't really looked internationally, um, which is something that... A lot of these um, uh, these platforms do sort of, um, you know, maybe not drop the ball, but they don't place a great deal of emphasis upon it. Even HBO, like you'll notice when um, they put their um, various social media posts up around a lot of their events, a lot of them are geo-blocked and Australians can't even look at them. So those sorts of things just show that they don't have a great deal of interest in this um, part of the world. But, you know, the... The people in the TV stations in Australia have as much um, responsibility for for turning that around. So, you know, if the right people can find their way into positions of power in uh, Australian television networks and uh, there's no reason why that Eddie Hearn project and and the likes of it couldn't turn up here in Australia, it'd just be a matter of um, finding a deal and, and getting it done. Yeah, because it does. It sounds like it'll be kind of like the Netflix of sports. You know, it won't be just boxing, but you'd be guaranteed a couple of big shows a month, and it will all be subscription based. So you know, it's good to see more and more of these ESPN Plus and things are popping up, and yeah. hopefully that means more access to boxing in, in Australia as well. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it plays out that way. Um, obviously, the the ESPN Plus uh, platform gets its uh, big show. This Sunday, Australian time, with the Horn v Crawford being broadcast uh, via that means. So, you know, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot that would need to be figured out uh, in terms of how 
the existing networks fit in and uh, how you negotiate, where it's broadcast, where it's geo-blocked and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, it, it, it'll be do something we, that'll do be Do we have access to the ESPN Plus in Australia? No, we don't, we don't have any sports no, streaming at all in at, at the moment. Well, we... Yeah, we have access to, to streaming services, not, uh, lots of them. Yeah, but not, so not, not like uh, a not ESPN like a, a, a like a Netflix stand sort of a format. No, oh, it'll be That'll huge. Be great. I, I, I reckon it's only a matter of time. If if DAZN and ESPN Plus are having so much success, streaming's the way of the future. Like that's that's all, all I ever watch now is net, is Netflix and Stan, and I don't I hardly ever watch normal TV now. Or Fox or Fox Foxtel, so yeah, I, I, it it has to it has to land here soon enough. I, I don't know if there's a good segue to this, but Cambosis is back in training with uh, with Manny Pacquiao. That was seamless. That was perfect, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, no, you did, did that well. Uh, yeah. So what were we yeah. segueing to again before we started hanging shit on you? <laughs> I forgot. The, I forgot the question. So Cambos is just sparring with Pacquiao. Is he ahead of uh, the Matisse fight? That, that it seems, yeah. That, that's um, that's great for for Cambosis, Obviously, getting an opportunity to to do rounds again with um, the legendary Pacquiao. But uh, it seems a funny choice of sparring partner for preparation for Lucas Matisse, doesn't it? Yeah, because he's such a big puncher, and um, and yeah, and Cambosis well, is you know lightweight style, so. like in yeah. any possible way. So. Yeah, it's a strange one, but uh, yeah, good luck to George. Hopefully, um, he finds his way onto a um, another show in the US shortly, or comes back here and has a fight. I don't know what the plans for Ludabella are for him uh, next up, but yeah, they'll be wanting to step up the quality of his opponent next time out, no doubt. I'd still like to see the Kai McKenzie fight, to be honest, because yeah, Kai McKenzie, I think is his ranks in the top ten of the WBO, and Cambosis is in the top fifteen, so you know they could potentially still fight for, you know, for a better ranking for that Ray Baltran is probably the most winnable fight of the title holders in that division. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of interest uh, from the Cambosis side in a fight with Kai McKenzie. Uh, they've shown that pretty clearly. Uh, disappointingly for, for everyone, because that is a really good fight. But uh, yeah, it seems to be one that they don't want. Do we know, do we, just going back to the sparring, do, is there any other sparring partners over there that do replicate Matisse at all? You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Um, I, I don't know who else is in camp. Uh, to be honest, this uh, promotion is another one that sort of has slipped under the radar for a lot. Um, unfortunately, Manny Pacquiao uh, seems to find himself in these jumbled uh, promotions at the moment. Uh, we had all the ins and outs and the dramas around the Jeff Horn fight and it eventually happened and we're very glad it happened how it happened when it did. But, uh, yeah, now he, he seems to be in contract for a fight. They have a date, they have a venue, it changes. And, yeah, everything seems to be a little bit of a mess at the moment. Didn't he fire Freddie Roach via social media? That's how he found out? Well, yeah, there was um, speculation he fired him, but then he said he hadn't made a decision. So I don't know, is he is he gone or is he back? I don't know. Yeah, it seems to be all over the shop. But yeah, moving on to the big one is Sunday. Ben, when do you head off? I'm going um, early tomorrow morning, which is Tuesday morning. So I'll arrive in Vegas on Tuesday morning as well. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to getting over there. I've been really pleased to see uh, all the 
vision coming out of Vegas of Jeff Horn looking so fresh and so strong. He, he's um, obviously only seen bits and pieces of him hitting bags. And I know there's been dramas around the uh, quality of the facilities that he's been training in and the heats and the oppressive conditions, but gee, he looks good and he looks so strong and, and fresh and, and ready to go. So yeah, it's given us all a little bit of confidence as we um, get ready to get over there. Yeah, it's a huge contrast to the horn we saw in the Corcoran fight. Oh yeah, it's a, it's another boxer, isn't it? This uh, time around to what we saw for the Corcoran fight. He says himself he spread himself way too thin uh, in the wake of the victory over Rene Pacquiao. And this time, he certainly hasn't done that. There's uh, lots of stories coming out of the sparring that he's been doing and um, how dominant he's been in those sessions and how good he's looking. And yeah, he, he really looks the part. Obviously... He needs to against, um, you know, pound for pound number three, uh, Terence Crawford and a man who pretty much all of the US and everyone involved in the promotion wants to see beat him. But, um, yeah, it, it, it looks like he's going to give himself every possible chance. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of Americans are, you know, not giving Horn a chance at all. They're expecting it to be just a, yeah. a replay of the Ndongo fight. Yeah, yeah. But they also said the same thing about the Pacquiao fight. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah in there every time because he's um, made of different stuff. He's tougher than than anyone. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how he goes. There was a bit of you – know, he had a, a car accident. I don't know how they – his camp said that nothing to be concerned about, but did that no, affect his – no. no, I spoke to him about it. He was fine. Um, he, he, he was just a sort of a rear ender that he, he had um, driving from um, – to pick something up or something. But – Thankfully, his um, wife, Joe and um, little baby weren't in the car at the time, so there was none of that stress. But he also got a, uh, a little cut in sparring uh, in his last session, but it wasn't a bad one at all. Like, you couldn't even really see. And he got a black eye as well. So, um, yeah, he was, he was having some wars in sparring. And now he's got over there, and you will have seen that um, they've given him the top-ranked gym and they've uh, busted the air conditioner on him and hidden the keys for the roller door as well and... Then they've uh, deflated speed balls and, and taken all the heavy bags out and uh, made it as hard as possible for them, which <laughs> they had to expect uh, going over there. He is so heavily a beast nine over there. See, Jeff, Jeff strikes me as the type of guy that um, I, I really don't think that that will waver, waver him. All the, hard, all the hard work's done already anyway. This is the finishing touches. You've got your weight cut. It, it, it really, it really doesn't doesn't matter. All those mind games. I don't think you're going to play 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 any effect at all on Jeff Horn. I and even in the in the uh, lead up to the Corcoran fight, they're talking about the the weight cut and all this is going to be an issue. And the weight's an issue. None of that's an issue. I believe what the issue was is just the guy's life had changed. He'd gone from no one knowing him to being a household name in Brisbane, uh, in Australia, and being a mainstream star in Brisbane. Um, so, look, all the hard work's already been done. At home, if he's been killing it in the, in the gym at home here, the last week of training, he's not going to get any fitter. He's not going to get any sharper. It's just all about how they, um, how they get the weight off and, um, and refresh this week. So it's it's not as if he's going to be over there slugging his guts out, doing hard work, burning the candle at both ends in that gym. He's just going to be burning some calories and losing some water weight. Like that that that's it. So the work is done. I think anything the media can try dramatize it a little bit. Uh, they're gonna. But Horn Horn for mine, he strikes me as the kind of guy who could not give a shit. Yeah, no, he's he's good to go, and you can tell 
Um, he's not letting the occasion get to him in any way. Um, obviously, we, we don't know how it's going to go come fight night when he walks out and he's in America for the first time. But uh, he didn't let the occasion against Manny Pacquiao get to him in front of 50,000 Queenslanders. So I don't think this uh, will affect him in that way. That is... Uh, that, that is Different ball game, though. Has he, I don't think he's ever fought in Vegas before, though, has he? No. In no. a hostile crowd? So that, that'll be a factor as well because it's one thing to have, you know, 55,000 people, you know, screaming your name and supporting you to go into hostile territory against, you know, one of the most talented boxers in the world. And it's it's a big ask. It it's it's an even bigger ask than the Pacquiao fight, I'd say. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it probably is given that Terence Crawford is at the absolute top of his game um, and he's 100% taking it seriously and looking to make a statement, whereas there's no doubt that, Manny Pacquiao um, is probably past his absolute prime, though he was still a, a very strong fighter even on that day. But uh, whether he took it as seriously in his preparation or was as focused on Jeff Horn or expected what Jeff Horn uh, brought in that fight um, is one thing. But Terence Crawford, no doubt at all, he knows uh, that Horn is uh, someone that he needs to be at his best to beat. And he's been working extremely hard as well. And uh yeah, there's some um, interesting bits and pieces that have come out of uh, the Crawford camp. There were some um, Fox Sports uh, promotions people who went over to film some stuff with Crawford and his camp. And, uh, yeah, they're they're extremely hostile towards Australians, uh, no doubt at all. It was a tough go for the Fox Sports people going over there and dealing with Crawford and his training uh, staff because they just do not like Australians and they're uh, going full siege mentality. And they, they were pretty nasty, actually, so... Um, it'll be interesting to see how they are through the course of this week, what sort of uh, things happen between Rushton and um, the, the Crawford training staff and and all those bits and pieces that have been so talked about because, yeah, they're, they're uh, not going to be um, playing nice, I don't think. Yeah, well, all you have to do is look at the Twitter comments to, um, to confirm that. They're very, very yeah. uh, harsh to the Australian public. Oh, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. And- yeah, that's probably an understatement, but yeah, yeah it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's yeah, not a lot of class in it, but um, you know, that's that's the way that they've decided to conduct it, which um, you know, is fine. Uh, Jeff doesn't care, that's for sure. Yeah, hopefully, use it as motivation and uses that you know as something to sort of propel him through through that fight. Yeah. Do you think he comes swinging out of the gates like he did against Pacquiao? You know, in the first couple of rounds, he starts you know. Well, I think really, that really fast. like Jade um, will have his thoughts as well, but I, I, I think that um, it really will be, uh, as is always the case, but we'll know pretty quickly in this fight how things are going to be playing out because if Terence Crawford cannot time Jeff Horn with his awkwardness and the way that he provides pressure and ducks his head in and out, if he cannot time... Jeff and he's out awkwarded, then it's going to be good for Jeff and this fight might go the way that he pleases. But if Crawford can find him and manages to time any of his shots early on, then it might be a really difficult night for Jeff. So I would imagine he'll come out um, certainly aggressive, but more than that, he'll be looking to provide those really difficult movement patterns and to try and get his body on top of Terence Crawford and to try and make it difficult to time him because that's going to be everything in this fight, I think. Be interested to see how much bigger Jeff Horn actually is than Crawford, um, because that's as Ben said, it's going to come down to. Of course, Jeff's going to have to apply pressure 
but it's going to have to be more than just pressure. It's going to have to be um, he's going to have to be intelligent with it. And even the way even the way he does crowd him and and, uh, and closes that gap on him, it's going to have to be off of movement coming forward. And that movement is how he's going to have to try and mess Crawford's timing up. If he comes in a straight line at Crawford at all, he's going to get caught. But one thing that Jeff does do really really well. Is he does he does, he 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 creates angles and stuff as he's pushing forward. There's there's science in the way that Jeff Horn actually smothers an opponent the way he did with Pacquiao. Yeah. It wasn't just it 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 really there's so much variation in the way that Horn was attacking and even the timing in which that he did close the gap and that he's going to have to be really really smart and really inventive with uh, with the way he does come forward. Because as soon as as soon as he gives Crawford the same look once or twice, he's going to pay for it. He's going to pay for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's no doubt at all that Terence Crawford hasn't ever fought anyone like Jeff Horn because there's no one else like Jeff Horn. No one else has these movement patterns and creates these sorts of angles. So, you know, you look through the the names that he's beaten of late, and obviously the victory against Julius and Dongo to unify the uh, super lightweight division is the standout, but. Gee, Dongo is uh, not the sort of fighter that Jeff Horn is, and he was just throwing out big power shots and leaving himself there for, to be counter-punched and eventually uh, got himself knocked out. Felix Diaz and John Molina, Victor Postol and Henry Lundy, they probably all um, you know, provided that sitting target for Terence Crawford, and uh, they paid the price. Postol, um, you know, he, he got through the distance, but um, hardly looked like he won any minutes of that fight. Jeff Horn, though... He um he does it all completely differently to all those guys, and that's not to say that you know Horn goes and dominates and upsets Terence Crawford, but he's going to have to do something different to what he's been doing in his recent fights because um he, he just has not seen anyone with those you know, sort of bizarre movement patterns that Jeff Horn has, and if he goes in there thinking that he's just going to walk straight into his shots, then um maybe things go Horn's way. See, and I, I think I think that, that would have been something too that um, that Rushton and Jeff had studied and worked on together. Though the the bizarre movement patterns and and just constant variation and constantly trying to keep your opponent off balance, not letting them set up. Um, I think I think they I think they're going to bring something new new to this fight as 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 well. They, they will have done their homework. I have no doubt at all that they're going to be prepared as best as they possibly can tactically. Tactically, technically, um, and physically. So this is going to be the best version of Jeff Horn, and I just so hope he gets the job done. It's huge for all of us. Well, yeah, absolutely massive for Australian boxing, and and you just know though, even doesn't matter if he knocks Crawford out in the first round, the American public is still not going to accept him. But yeah, you know, that's okay with us. Yeah. Who gives a fuck as long as yeah. that comes back that's to right. Australia? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah, I know. Like, you, you look through um, the way that still um, some of the bigger-name journalists in the US and um, uh, still talk about Horn v Pacquiao and the way they talk about Jeff Horn. He's got a lot to prove, and you're probably right. No matter what he ever does, um, they probably won't accept him and they'll probably always think of him as someone that got away with a robbery against Pacquiao, which is clearly not what happened. But uh he just doesn't care, Jeff, and that's the really good thing. He doesn't care that Bob Aaron wants him to get knocked out. He doesn't care that uh, all of uh, the promotion is Crawford v. Horn rather than Horn v. Crawford. Like He's going over there just to win a fight, to earn some good money and to do what he's been doing throughout his professional career, and that is just out-toughing his opponents and out-awkwarding them. So, uh, yeah, 
you know, it, it's a massive opportunity, and you're right, Jade. It's so big for Australian boxing. It's it's so big for Australian sport. So um, I can't wait to get over there. And um, yeah, I, I was very emotional, like you were after he beat Pacquiao. But if he gets through this one as well, geez, I don't know where my head's going to be at. I, I think it's um, going to be, you know, one of the more memorable nights of. Uh, of of my life, uh, like like that Pacquiao fight was for for, for plenty of us. I want to exit the ring as soon as it happens, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see how that plays out. But Glenn Rushton's got us all covered. He says so we're all good. Uh, he's, he's like a black belt in everything. Yeah, <laughs> he's Bruce Lee. He's being a badass. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not mess with him. Like he's he. He's, the oh, sort God. of guy that you can tell you you know it, it could all turn very nasty on you. You can underestimate him dramatically. I kind of hope that the, the um that Bomac Brian McIntyre um fella that trains uh, Crawford does go through with his attempts to um to ha- have a crack at uh, at Glenn Rushton because who knows what could happen. He's a he's a massive dude as well that uh, Bomac, but like not massive in a in a particularly good way. He's like a, you know. The training version of Butterbean. So, um, yeah, Rushton, Rushton to have a, a weight disadvantage, but I think he's probably got speed on him. Yeah, that's all, you know, got a strong mind on him as well. You know, you can just see in his interviews here, and, you know, he, he talked about a seven point plan before the Pacquiao fight, and you know, the American public were just laughing at him. Yeah. And now, you know, he said he's got a different seven point plan for well, Crawford. I, I, so I, I went through them with him the other day, actually, as part of um, this. Uh, this special that um, is being broadcast this Saturday night, um, yeah, we, we did have a little chat about the 12-point plan this time around. So, uh, yeah, he's got it all worked out. He, he had it all written down, but highly confidential. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's, thought of, he's thought of everything. And, you know, it, we all thought he was a little bit mad ahead of that um, Pacquiao fight, but it worked, didn't it? So we can't think he's mad now. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, you know, the, the American public are just waiting for Horn to – not, not many people giving him a chance to even make it out of the fifth round. So, nah. yeah, I, I really hope he puts on a good performance. You know, win, lose, or draw, I just hope it, it makes a, a really, really good scrap out of it. Hopefully he comes home with a win and then, you know, proves all these people wrong and just keeps growing the sport here. Yeah, no doubt. Where are you watching it, Jade? Uh, I'll probably be watching it at um – at Lenifer's, I've got uh, some friends who have got it on because I'm not too sure if I can get it on Foxtel now because I don't actually have the main event. I don't think you can get it on Foxtel now. I don't really know yeah, what that so, is, but I know that other people have asked me before and I've had to say, ask yep. them, and then they've said no. So. Well, anyway, I'll be going going around anyway. to uh, Lenifer's or yep. uh, I've got some friends who have got it on, so I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to miss it. You're wearing black and orange? I'm, I'm wearing body paint orange. Perfect. Good. Yeah. What about you, Mickey? Yeah, I have a few mates over for a mini fight party. Me and, Mick, so, me and Mickey are painting each other. Perfect. Well, that's great. <laughs> I might cancel this trip to Vegas then if uh, if it's all going down like that. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I'll be watching it from um, row one. So looking forward to uh, to that. Cannot wait. Actually. Um, uh, yeah. The broadcast is uh, every man and his dog seems to be uh, a part of it, but uh, that's good. Eddie Maguire's coming over. He's going to be involved, and uh, the Colonel Bob Sheridan. I'll be uh, doing the interviews and all sorts of bits and pieces uh, on the coverage and through Fight Week, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to spending some time with with Horn in the dressing room before this fight and um, having the last chat with him before he comes out, and hopefully. 
makes history for Australian boxing, um, yeah, it'll be a, a really special occasion. So really, really looking forward to it. I, I am more nervous for Jeff Horn Crawford because of what, what it means for this sport in our country. Yeah. I'm more nervous for this than I've ever been for any fight of my own. Yeah, right. Yeah. What happened to your fight, Jay? We should talk about that because uh, on the last episode, you and I were talking in riddles because you had something extremely big that was ready to be announced. And then, uh, what, 24 hours after we recorded, uh, good old boxing took hold and uh, it's fallen over. Do you want to tell us about uh, what it was and what happens from here? Drop the mic. Now, that, Mickey, is how you segue, brother. Uh, <laughs> um, that's how. Yeah, what happened was is, um, what happened was is we had to Singh for the Commonwealth title um, because we'd been chasing a shot at the Commonwealth title now for some time. Indian superstar, for those who uh, may not know. He won a, a medal at the Olympics and, um, yeah, has become a, a huge name in Indian sport. Uh, so Indian so sport. what what happened was is we were looking for um, opponents quite quite a quite a far way out um, with Chris Carmen, and he'd been chasing up the Commonwealth Boxing Council to get me a shot at the Commonwealth title. And um, Vajenda Singh was lined up to fight Rocky Fielding. That fight fell through for whatever reason because Rocky's going in a different di- different direction, so he vacated. So Vajenda Singh had till the end of June to have um, something in writing, have an opponent. So Chris Carmen chased that for me. And um, we agreed to absolutely everything. Um, and he's promoted by Frank Warren, Queensbury Promotions. Um, we agreed to absolutely everything. The fight looked like it was actually going to happen. It was feasible for it to happen in Australia and um, we're just shopping TV. But what's ended up happening is they've pulled the fight from us because the Indian TV rights, they pretty well go to Vijendra Singh. Um, the UK TV rights, I believe, are Frank Warrants. Now, I'm, I'm not going to make a cent out of uh, for UK television Vajender Singh versus Jade Mitchell. They've got no idea who I am. So what they've done is they've gone with Paul Smith. Now, we're lobbying for a shot of the winner of Paul Smith and Vajender Singh, but that's left me without a dance partner for uh, for July 7. So, mate, I, I, I truly and honestly believed it was going to happen, um, and I'm just absolutely gutted. Yeah. Absolutely well, we, gutted. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing the way it, uh, it it did fall through. But hopefully, as you say, you can find your way into a fight with him because, gee, it looks a good opponent for you. Um, and he's got such a big platform. Well, that, that's the sort of fight. Uh, that's the sort of fight you dream at when you're in the position that I'm in now. Um, that would have made some uh, some noise worldwide. And I, I'd fight. Look, if that fight falls over, who knows? I might get the call up because I'll I'll, I'll be ready to go. But um, yeah. So well, who are you going to fight now? You, you, do you go um, <laughs> the bakeries are hungry? No, no. I've got a rule now. There's no more, no more Hungarians. I will never fight another Hungarian as long as I live. <laughs> walk down the main street of Budapest without running into at least half a dozen Oh, come on, man. Out. I've fought two Hungarians. I've actually I've got a better win-loss record than most guys in Australia. Come on, Benny. Yeah, go on. Hey. No. Who are you going to fight? There's a fellow by the name of David Zaraga. He is a, he is, um, he's from South America. Uh, where hopefully we're finding out. We'll be finding out tomorrow. No, no, he's never been. That's that's part of the prerequisite. You cannot be from Hungary. Hey, man, 
The only reason I fought Istvan Zala is because okay. he went 10 rounds with Bilal, and I just wanted to show everyone that I'm not a world-class puncher, but I, I knew I'd knock him out because I'm a better boxer. So anyway, and what happened? I knocked him out. That's why I fought the Hungarian, all right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not yeah. fighting Hungarian. <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's yes, Peru. Okay, so he's so 32 he's like, wins, um, 20 KOs. Peru, um, yeah. And look, he's been around a while. He's uh, held multiple uh, multiple South American WBA titles. Um, he has been rated before. He, he's 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 got a good bag of tricks. He's a good fighter because I'm fighting the main event, so I want to I want a serious fight. Or the other one was was um, Kerry Foley um, called me out. Called me out the other night, and look, just yeah. just because you call someone out doesn't mean you're going to get a fight. Because man, Kerry Foley is not on my radar at all. But if I don't have a dance partner, I'll gladly fight Kerry Foley. Um, I believe they've said they want more time. Look, this is the perfect this is the perfect time. This your this is his opportunity to get a shot at me, a world rated fighter. Because I wasn't thinking about Kerry Foley. I was thinking about Bajender Singh. I was thinking about Paul Smith. Um, I'd love the fight with David Brophy, and we all know I've been thinking about the. I, I want the fight with Bilal Akaway, which just seems like will never happen, and I'm sick of talking about it. But I want yeah. rated fighters. But Kerry Foley was not on my radar at all. Yeah. He's called me out. Um, I accept, man. Let's do it. So if if we can if we can make that fight happen, we still got a little bit of time. He was prepared to fight ten rounds only, not only a couple of weeks ago. Um, and knocked out a very limited opponent in one round. Um, so, yeah, I say I, I'm all for it. So that's a fight that we will be chasing now. So, uh, Kerry, if he's listening, um, yeah, get ready, brother. Let's do it. So that that was, it wasn't a fight that I was interested in, but the way that the, the cards have fallen, we were chasing guys in the top 15. Kerry now has his um, has his chance, so we we, we just need to yep. get through this um, July seventy. Look, if two, two totally different styles of fights, um, yep. Kerry Foley is is he, a beast. He certainly has power in both yep. hands to shut my lights out. It's uh, it's a dangerous fight for not much reward as far as um, as far as internationals concerned, but um, I think it's a fight that'll that'll garner a fair bit of interest in, in Australia. Box. Yeah, yeah, to get plenty of people talking, he'll talk it up. And, um, yeah, stylistically, it's, uh, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a puncher and a boxer. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, it does look like a good fight. I can understand it completely. The other one that we were previewing um, on the last episode, obviously we had Jason Maloney uh, along with us and uh, the World Boxing Super Series has announced the bantamweight uh, tournaments. Um, they haven't announced uh, the other four contenders in that just yet, but uh, we are told that, that is imminent that the announcement will come, Mate. and um, we hope. Uh, we Smooth, that, smoothie uh, number Jason five on box rec now. So, number uh, nine, the Ring yeah, magazine ratings gets, gets done. Soon. As, um, I just, I just hope everyone realizes, as I said on the last yep. episode, I hope everyone realizes what a big deal yeah. this is. This is, this is, we've got an Australian who's looking at. Could potentially be a unified world champion. Could potentially be the best bantamweight in the world at the end of this super series. So it's a it's a massive, massive deal. 
And we were talking about who may or may not be the favourite in that tournament um, on that most recent episode. And that was before Naoya Anui had been confirmed to be taking his place in the tournament. Uh, he did that via a brutal first-round stoppage of Jamie McDonald. He most certainly will be the favourite in that tournament. Anui, he is a freak. Oh, yeah, man. He's um, he's a little monster. Oh, pardon the pun. That's Andrew's name. Um, look... That wasn't even really a pun, was it? Sorry, I'm a bit touchy. <laughs> that is literally his nickname. Inui's nickname is The Monster, so you can call him that. That's fine. Okay, sweet. Well, anyway. Um, He's not listening. Yeah. You don't reckon he'll tune in? Well, you never know. I don't know. Do, I don't know what his English is like. But, Mate, um, I actually... Yeah, I'd be surprised. I, really I actually, just the other day... Sorry? Just the other day, speaking of Japanese people tuning in... I got offered a fight with um, um, Nanaka. Yeah, who's the fellow that? Um, oh yeah, Yuki yeah, Nanaka. They're, they're, yeah, so he's he's coming up to super middleweight division, and they are keen okay. to get me to Osaka in September to fight me for my um, OPBF title. So, provided uh, if the Kerry Hope fight happens, provided Kerry doesn't bang one of the Kerry, Kerry Jesus Christ. The, wheel, the wheels, line the wheels. Yeah, I'll take them all off. Man, how long have we been recording for? Surely not that long. Yeah, mate. The wheels, the wheels have fallen off for me. But look, uh, yeah, you, you can get um, Naka, who he's he's massive for that weight. Um, don't want to come up. Don't want to come up to super middleweight and finish his career off there because I believe he's forty years old. But yeah, they've they've offered me the fight over there in Osaka, so I'd be really keen. If I get through this one and uh, Foley doesn't bounce a left hook off my chin like like uh, like he did the last opponent, um, then that might be a fight over there for him. But uh, yeah, I mate, I absolutely love Japan. So if I get through July seven, they're flying high in Japan with boxing. They've got the middleweight Ryota yep. Murata. Oh, it's huge at the moment in Japan. Yeah, there's so many um, at the, in the lighter divisions where they've always been strong. There's so many brilliant fighters, but uh, yeah, all, all throughout. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a, a sport that is really taking a, a prominent place in Japan at the moment. So yeah, it's good to see and some outstandingly talented fighters and some really tough guys as well. Uh, it's a, a good place to be. For um, Aussies with uh, belts such as Jade and with rankings, who, who can go and you know, uh, getting some good fights. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Hopefully, I get well. some good coin because last time in Japan, I got paid thirty six hundred bucks Australian and had to buy my own belt. So that was, uh, yeah, so, great food. Though. Uh, yeah, yeah, only on food. the last day because we took we took my nieces and nephews over there. So all I wanted to do after the fight is just eat my way across Tokyo and just drink Stein after Stein at Kirin. Had the kids with us. Not very adventurous eaters. I literally. My big, my big cheat meal after my fight, I went to like TGI Fridays Japan or like La Pocetta Japan. Like it was, it was the worst Italian food I've ever had in my entire life. The pizza, the pizza over there wasn't much chop, but I finally no, yeah, they're they not well, for their pizza um, yeah, the Japanese, evidently. But look, I well, I ended up I ended up with an hour to go, uh, an hour before we had to leave. I ended up. Uh, pulling up at a little place in Shinjuku and ate my body weight in sushi and drank six, six steins of beer within an hour. So I, uh, I certainly impressed the Japanese in the ring and with my eating and beer drinking prowess as well. So look forward to doing it again. Lastly, the 
I don't know if you can help us there, Ben, but Sunday's the return of the Gypsy King. That's not going to be shown on Fox Sports by any chance, is that? Uh, no, mate. No, they uh, shan't be picking up the uh, Tyson Fury uh, fight uh, this weekend. But, uh, yeah, if he gets in there with some decent opponents along the way, uh, I'm sure they're the sorts of cards that, that could find their way onto Australian television. Yeah, hopefully that happens sometime in the yeah, next no, couple months. Sefer Safiri is uh, one that is the uh, uh, Hungarian chap. Definitely not to see in action. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been there. Uh, he's Albanian, yeah. actually. I think. Very yeah. oh, good. Is there any other topics we've got to cover before Ben's on the plane? No, I'm going to go pack my bag. I'm going to take off to Vegas, but it's been a pleasure to chat with the both of you. Um, yeah, hopefully we... Uh, it's certainly been different doing yeah. it this way via... via uh, the wonders of the internet. Yeah, it has. Uh, hopefully it comes up all right, and hopefully uh, as we go on, it just gets easier and better and better. Uh, it is the oven, today. actually. There's um, some chicken in there roasting, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes are ready. All right, beautiful fellas. Uh, enjoy your week. I'll see you later on. Uh, well, hopefully next time we speak, Ben, we've got good news with Jeff. Yeah, we certainly hope so. He'll be um, giving it his all, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing the fight in Vegas uh, this Sunday, Australian time. Um, he's an outsider, but, gee, if you wanted to be backing anyone as an outsider to to upset the world of boxing that it is, Jeff Horn. He's done it before. So, fingers crossed, he can do it again. Looking forward to it. This Sunday, Fox Sports. See you all next time. Bye-bye. Ta-ta.